Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel and here we learn about plants, how to care for them, how they work, and I keep it simple and taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can enjoy. Join me in plant school. Hello and welcome to Plant School. Today, I'm really excited for today's episode. We're going to be going over how to decorate your home with houseplants. And since this is something that I am not super versed in, I actually got two amazing interior designers to come on. So today we have Dee Morrison and Alicia Truesdale on and they are going to be going over how to decorate with houseplants. And this interview starts with Dee and she's giving us a lot of advice and then in the second half of our interview, Alicia hops on and adds in her advice as well. Both of them have such great things to say lots of great advice and I hope that you guys enjoy today's episode and without further ado here is my interview with Dee and Alicia. All right guys so today like I introduced we have Dee from Tea Over Interiors podcast. You do interior design is that correct? Yes I'm an interior yeah. designer. Yeah and you guys you guys stage homes and do everything with houses basically. One of the things that I'm not good at, I can take care of plants, but as far as interior design, I'm lacking in that. So I'm so excited to talk to Dee today. We're going to be talking today about how to incorporate plants into the design of our homes. I feel like Dee is going to share a lot of great stuff with us of hopefully helping us with where to put them, how to have them look good in your homes. That's something that I struggle with. So Take it away, Dee. Let us know all your tips and tricks. <laughs> okay. So when it comes to when it comes to interior design and when it comes to decorating your home, the most important thing is to love what you're doing and to have fun with it, right? I always when it comes to plants, I think of plants as like an accessory. Maybe instead of buying some accessories or little tchotchkes to put around your house, you put little plants. And sometimes you can find at nurseries or Ikea or places like that or Trader Joe's. You can find these little succulents sometimes or little flowering plants in these tiny pots. And let's say you have a space that you want to decorate. So let's say you have a bookcase and you don't have a lot of books. But you have this bookcase and you want to try to style it. I would say you can mix it up with some books and you can add these little potted plants as accessories to your styling. So let's say you stack the books on the side and then maybe you put a little plant on top. But it's always important to remember scale and proportion. So we've talked about this before on one of our podcasts the principles of design, you always want to pay attention to scale 
and pay attention to, what did I say, scale and, you know, the negative space that you're working around. So you don't want to use anything too small, but let's say you have a small area, then you can use like a small plant to accent it. So it's very nice to use plants in that way as an accessory. So some people leave plants by their bedside. I think having a plant by your bedside or on a bedside table you may have or your nightstand, it's nice to have a, a plant that is proportional to your nightstand size and what you have on your nightstand because it gives you oxygen at night. You know, and if you choose the right plant, then you'll get the benefits from that. I like to keep English ivy in a bedroom. I think that's a nice plant to have in a bedroom. And so, you know, you can keep them by your nightstand. And another thing, too, when you're decorating, don't forget those corners. So there are some plants that you can put in corners. I used to be obsessed with putting palm plants in corners. However, they don't live there very well unless you have a window near it and it can get some light. <laughs> But that's where you would come in and explain, like, how to take care of that palm. But usually a lot of people are always like, oh, I just hate this dead corner. And especially if they don't want to add more furniture because maybe they're more on the minimal side like I am. I I like to design more, more minimal, not minimalist, but more minimal. I don't need to put everything everywhere. I like to see open spaces. So sometimes you can add it to a corner. And you can dress that corner up. So if you do have a dead corner, you can use a nice tall plant to accentuate the height of the room to draw the eye upward. And you can create a little reading nook. That is my favorite thing to create in a corner. You can do like a reading nook or you can do, let's say you like to craft or something. You can get like a small craft desk, you know, depending on what your corner, how your corner is situated. You can create a little vignette, a little moment there with your plant lending itself as a nice accent. And so let's talk about when you do have a plant, how do you make it look good? A lot of times from the stores and the nurseries, they come already pre-potted and they're usually in a plastic pot that has drain holes, but you wanna then find yourself a really pretty vessel to put that plant in. Now, I don't always necessarily use what they consider planters. You can sometimes use garbage cans. I know it might sound weird, but sometimes garbage cans look like the planters that you could buy in the store and they're a little less. So I remember years ago buying this garbage can from Ikea that I thought was a planter, but it was not. It was a garbage can. It had, it was black and it had nice rim texture around the edge and it was riveted and it looked just like a planter I saw somewhere. So I picked it up. And the next thing you want to do is if the plant is kind of on the shorter side, you want to elevate it because I like to elevate things because you want to draw attention to it and make it feel more important. So especially if you're going to use it as an accessory piece because, you know, your plants are living. And they're growing. And if they're a flowering plant, then that's going to even make it even more beautiful. You want to show it off. And maybe you may have to elevate it so that it can reach the height of your window or get more sunlight opposed to being lower to the ground. 
So that's another reason why I elevate them. But then you can find the planters that are already elevated, which is great. You know, they have those tripod legs or they have the tables that you could put the plants on. I definitely recommend to elevate some of your plants. The other thing when you're decorating with plants is to always vary the size. I love groupings. So like I said, I treat plants like accessories. I think it's always nice to group your plants and vary the size. So group them in threes and fives. I like odd numbers. So threes are good for like maybe a large coffee table, depending on, you know, again, you got to look at the scale and the proportion. But you may want to just group a few on a coffee table with some books. Plants and books go really nicely together. Plants, books, vases. But don't overdo it because the plants are really the star of any room, I think, because I love them as a finishing touch in the room, and I don't think they need too many buddies around them. Unless you have a really cool piece of sculpture that you want to put next to the plant that you think it would look good next to, it gives it some character and structure, then I say go for it. But again, have some fun when you're doing that. I do have one question. Can I sorry. ask you so quick? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I forgot to ask you if you had questions. <laughs> no, no. So as you were talking about getting pots and maybe sometimes garbage cans, they're cute. What are like your go-to places? Because I have a lot of plants that are currently just in their nursery pots. And I'm trying to think like you like to go to TJ Maxx. Isn't it? You like to go to Ross. You know, sometimes you got to go to some unexpected places to find things like this, especially when we're talking about vessels for a plant. You're looking for something that's very unique because you want to treat your plant, like I said, as if it's an accessory. So you don't want to put it in just a boring old everyday planter that you may have seen at someone else's house. So yes, go to Ross. Go to, what is it, Tuesday... There's a place, I think it's only in Florida, so if anybody's in Florida, it's called Something Tuesday. You'll know what I'm talking about. So you have Ross, you have that, you have no more Pier 1, at least out here in New York. So it, it was Pier 1, they have really great vessels. And you can use anything as a planter, I think. Right, Rachel? Yep. Yeah. So you might find like a really large bowl that's pretty or a really nice vase or something ceramic. But yeah, you could check out your local nursery. Sometimes they have nice planters. They're probably going to be on a little more pricey side. But if you're looking for something really unique, sometimes you could go to Ikea and you could find a cute garbage can for like seven bucks. <laughs> and it looks like a planter. You know, it has to, the trick is, it ha is the shape. You know, you got to scope out the shape and you have to say, does this look like a trash can or... Could this be a planter? You know, everyone thought it was a, a planter that I purchased. No one knew it was a trash can. I didn't know it was a trash can, trash can until I think I went back to an Ike Ikea for another time. And I saw it in the sections with the trash cans. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Home Goods, Home Sense. Not so much Home Sense. I noticed they don't have a lot of those kinds of things. But maybe like Home Goods, TJ Maxx, Marshalls. Those places, I think, are great to look for off-the-beaten-path kind of vessels to put your plants in. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know because, like I said, I need to go out and I wasn't really sure, like, where to start. So those are some great suggestions. And it's fun to, it's fun to go looking for those things. 
Another place you might want to try is if you have a really nice thrift store near your home. Secondhand store. You know, out here in New York, we have Housing Works. They have some cool stuff sometimes. And you can find vintage. I love vintage things. And if you're looking to, if you've listened to one of our episodes, we talked about the new trends for 2022. And one of them is adding vintage items to your home. Whether it's furniture, whether it's wallpaper, whether it's, you know, something that's vintage. If you don't really care for adding traditional things into your home, think about it when it comes to your plant pots, right? You can go out and buy like a, you can find something like metal and very antique to put your plant in. And that can add that touch of vintage or retro inspiration that would go with a modern styled interior, a mid-century modern interior. I love mid-century modern. But it'll it'll pretty much go with anything and it'll give your place some personality. So you can use some of these trends in different ways that will last a long time because it's just a planter, right? It would last a very long time and it would surpass every trend because it's done in a small dose. So that's another thing you could do when you're looking for, you know, vessels for your pots. You have any other questions? That's such a great tip. And yeah, I do have one more question. So when you are thinking of like what you want, like and how you want to decorate with your plants and where you want to put them, do you go to Pinterest? Do you have some sort of app that you use? I know you probably have an incredible design eye and it just like comes naturally. But maybe for those people who don't feel super confident in that, is there like a way to kind of figure out what would look well here? Yeah. How do you go about getting around that? Not every home is going to benefit from some of the things you see on Pinterest just because of the way your house is designed, you know? I know that I would love a, I used to be in love with these living walls. And I'm not talking about the boxwood on the wall. I'm talking about the living walls with like some of the vines coming out and the florals and things like that. I used to be obsessed with those, but I don't have enough wall space on any of my walls to create that. Probably in the kitchen, I could have done that before I added my wine shelf. But, you know, that's probably the only place that I had. But that's not where in my mind I wanted to put it. I I had an idea to put it in my living room, but I have like pretty much zero wall space anywhere to create enough of a statement. So when you're looking like, where can I add a plant? I'm going to give you a trick. You can take, let's say you have maybe a square box of tissues or maybe you have a vase or maybe you have something round a bowl. If you're thinking that you want to hang a plant somewhere in a corner, because that's people are doing that now. They like to hang the plants in the corners. Some people are like very bohemian. You know, they got the macrame and then they have the macrame crochet planter that they want to hang somewhere take a bowl or some type of vessel like I just said like a a tissue box or something and hold it up in that corner and see if having something in that corner holding something in that corner if it feels right to you because a lot of times certain corners because of how tight they may be or what's surrounding them Hanging a plant in the corner may not work in that situation. 
maybe you have a smaller wall and you're like, I want to, I don't have a floor to place a plant on because I can't put it here because it's in the walkway. I can't put it here because it's in front of the radiator. I can't put it here because whatever. You can utilize your walls. And instead of buying artwork, you can hang the plants on your wall. There are so many different ways you could do so. You could buy a pegboard and you can buy planters that you can add like a, a ring with a stem around it and put it into the pegboard and you can make your own little like display or wall display. So that's one thing. Check out your walls. Stare at your room for a while and say, where would a plant thrive best? Where's a moment that I can add a plant? And if you have the idea like, okay, instead of buying artwork, I think I want to use this wall instead of doing a whole gallery wall. Maybe I want to use this wall over my sofa. And maybe I want to create some type of plant story. So then you could go to Pinterest if you're not very good at putting things together and type that in, you know, like wall over sofa with plants or something. And then, you know, you can see different designs. You'll see shelving where you can vary the size of the plants across the shelving. You could stack your shelving, stagger it. You can, like I said, hang them on the walls and different, you know, configurations. So that's what I would tell people, you know, because I know that used to be a problem of mine that sometimes my bedrooms did not have a space for me to place a plant on the floor, but I really wanted a plant on the floor, you know, because that's what my heart was set on. But then I had to get creative and put them on the nightstand or put them on my console, you know, put a plant by the console. So you have to just really look at your space, assess assess how everything is set up, and then utilize the things that you have in your home to try to mimic it. Like, okay, if I were to put something here, how would it look? Would this, would it work? What's the size that I would use? And you can get, you can start to, you know, configure your scale and your proportion by picking up something in your house that may be the size that you're thinking of for a plant. And that's what I would say. But yeah, you could try Pinterest. You could do Google. You can, you know, you call a designer for, you know, design consultation. Like, hey, look at my plan. Yeah, you can call us. Hop on the phone with us for an hour or so and say, this is my space. Where can I add some plants? Where can, where's a, where's the opportunity for some florals? So that's, that's one thing that you can do. And always tables. If you have a table, that's always a great place to start, right? So if you have a dining room table or you have a kitchen table, go ahead and buy yourself something that is long and tall that you can maybe put on your table in a nice pot in the center. And you won't have to decorate with anything else because that will make your statement for you. So that's another thing you could do too. You could start there. <laughs> gotcha. That's helpful because never sure of exactly where to go. And I know a lot of it just depends on you personally and like what that person likes in their home. But those are some good tips. Go to Pinterest maybe for inspiration, but don't feel like you have to be copying it because a free home is so different. But it's so different. Like and just get like inspiration from there. You know, you never want to copy somebody else's idea because it's their idea. You can, yeah. you can do something similar. So do you have 
any like houseplants that you love to design with? Like if someone asks you, I want houseplants in my home, what are your like go-to houseplants that you love using? My go-to plants are, well, it's going to be a couple things. They're not all plants, but they're from the floral world. <laughs> I love using snake plants. I like them because they have heights and they can help create that drama. And I know that they're low maintenance. I love palms, but, you know, I feel bad telling people to get a palm and then they maybe they're not a plant person and then they don't take care of it. But a snake plant's kind of hard to kill, so that might be a good one. But I love snake plants just because of that. The other thing, I love eucalyptus. I love to use the eucalyptus leaves. And once they die, then I like to use them even as dried out. I like those. And then I also like to decorate with baby's breath. It's not something a lot of people use, but I love it because it's white. And when you put so much of it into like a beautiful vase or something, it's very low maintenance and you can let that dry out too. And you can have it for years and years. Those are a couple things that I decorate with, you know, to add color, to add some texture. And let's see what else would I use. African violet. I like African violet. Yeah, that's a good one. They have really pretty flowers. And they're kind of easy to care for a little bit. Those those would be my go-tos. Okay, that's good to know. The baby's breath one is something you would have never thought of. That's something unique that I've never really shared with anyone before, but that's something that I do. Oh my goodness, hello. It's me doing an ad for my own podcast. But I don't know if you guys know this, but this podcast, the Plant School podcast, is put on by me, myself, and I. No one is paying me to do this. I do it in my free time, and I greatly appreciate any support that you can give to keep this podcast going. So there are three ways that you can support this podcast. Number one, you can share it with a friend. And if you do so, you actually enter into my giveaway. All you have to do is message me on Instagram at Tinny Plants and let me know that you shared it and I will enter you in to win some really cool Plant School merch for free. Secondly, you can buy Plant School merch on your own. We have some really cool plant-related shirts and stickers as well as Plant School podcast-specific shirts and stickers. The link to my merch store can be found in the show notes of every single episode. And third option that you can do to support this podcast is to become a supporter. There is a link at the very bottom of the details of every episode of my podcast and you can click that link to support the podcast and set up a monthly donation. It can be as low as $1 a month or it can be, you know, as high as you want. I won't tell you what to do. Any support that you can give is greatly appreciated. It allows me to spend my free time researching for you and helping you learn more about the plant world in a really fun and digestible way. I love doing this podcast and I would really love your guys' help in sustaining it so that I can keep going with it for the long haul. Thank you. The Art of Being a Mum is the podcast where we hear from mothers who are artists and creators sharing their joys and issues around trying to be a mother and continue to make art. Regular topics include mum guilt, identity, the day-to-day juggle, mental health, the pros and cons and everything in between. Mothers from all kinds of art backgrounds and from all around the world. 
Episodes out each Friday. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think Alicia's on the line with us. Alicia? Hi, how are you? Hey, Alicia. So we were just finishing our conversation about decorating with houseplants. And I was just going through where to find planters, good places to find planters. So do you have any places that you would recommend people to find planters? Well, I think this is regional, but there's a place called Ollie's that's really great. It's a place that has these seasonal items, beautiful, beautiful planters every pre-spring and then at the end of a season. The other place you could do it, people underestimate the value of thrift stores. So many, I do that for picture frames too, but yeah, there's really nice planters and some of them are made out of clay and so And then if you buy inexpensive things, you could spray paint them so that they all have that same finish. Yes, that too. I forgot to mention that part. There'll be different shapes and sizes, but they'll all be, there'll be some continuity because they'll, they'll all have the same finish and the same color. That's a way to kind of really make a fantastic display of natural plant life in the house. So I also wanted to add, Rachel, I didn't mention this. So going back to when people are decorating with plants, another thing to consider is the style, the design style that you're looking to achieve. So let's say your home is already decorated in a mid-century modern style. One of the plants that complement that style very nicely is the rubber tree. If you notice on like, some of the programs from like the 60s, 70s that they had the mid-century design. They had rubber trees and they also had them on those, you know, those leggy planters, the tall leggy planters they had them sitting on. So you want to pair those together and then that can help complete your mid-century modern look. There's another plant that works with mid-century modern decor and I think it's called a fig, a a fiddly fig. Yeah, that's probably just the layman's term, but yeah. So that's another one. And then if you like farmhouse, let's say you're a big Joanna Gaines fan and you love Magnolia Home, you know, the vintage metal planters, repurposed pots, spray painting them or doing whatever you want to them, you would use maybe like herbs opposed to plants. You would use herbs like a nice one that has nice flowers would be mint or sage is nice. Sage or lavender. Sage, lavender. Oh, that's another one I love to decorate with, Rachel. I love lavender. Lavender smells so delicious. So yes, lavender, some some herbs, you know, you know, decorating with herbs would be very nice, you know, keeping them in pots around the house. Olive trees, too. Olive trees, and I like aloe. It's weird. My house is not mid-century modern, but I like the farmhouse flowers. I don't know what my problem is, but yeah. And so those are good. Eucalyptus. That's another one. 
Right, but I love eucalyptus. And succulent. And then, you know, you could take like vines and things like that and wrap them around your mirrors and make it real farmhousey looking. But, you know, those are different things you can do depending on your, your style of your home. And then also, if you really don't know what your style is and you feel like it's more eclectic, then you could choose something like a flowering house plant, like a cacti. And some of those cacti, I've seen them in the store. I don't know if these are real florals they put with them because I never knew cacti to have flowers, but I've seen a few with flowers and some succulent. So those would be nice to use flowering houseplants in, in an eclectic style, I guess, if that's if you're not really sure what your home is. But you could use whatever you want. You know, whatever you could take care of, they would all work. I just think when it comes to what kind of pot you would put them in, maybe that's where you would discern the style. And, you know, it helps to make the home look more cohesive. Yeah, and I have a question for you guys. So when you get into, like, the hobby of houseplants, I feel like there's a wide range. There's, like, people who love just to have a few, but then there's also people who have, like, full dedicated owners of their homes. There's, like, all plants or, like, whole shelves or dressers. And for me, I, like, really struggle with, like, the visual clutter. I really don't love it. So how would you say, like, how can you, like, break that up so it doesn't feel like you love plants and you want a lot of them, but you don't want it to look cluttery? That is one of the things that, that's the reason why my plants are not grouped together so much. Mm-hmm. You know, a small grouping is fine, but I I can't, I have a thing with visual clutter, clutter as well. So I would say if you had a dedicated room, and you made it like your greenhouse and you just went crazy and had all the plants in there and it looked like whatever you wanted it to look like. Let's say you want it to look like a nursery, you know? But I feel like in your living quarters, you don't want the plants to overwhelm the space because then it's kind of like the plants live there and you don't live there. Yeah. So... But I understand some people just really love them and they just can't help to have, like you said, a corner of the room dedicated to just like where they put all their plants. But then I kind of feel like that's like a nursery. It kind of gives like a nursery vibe. But when you put them in certain places strategically, it kind of feels like you're decorating with them. But when you have them all together in one area, then it feels more like you're raising these plants maybe for other people. So I think you, what's your intention? I think maybe that's what you may want to ask yourself if you want to put all these plants together. But Gotcha. Yeah. And some people, I feel like, really do. You know? Yeah, they do. I, they're hoping. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it. And like I said, I'm just a person that it's very hard for me to be a maximalist in that way and have so much plants overrunning a space. It would just drive me crazy. So... But Alicia, what do you feel? My recommendation when a person really has the love affair with plants and they really want to create a space in their home that would give the plants an opportunity to really be the focal point. You know me, I love a live wall. I would really encourage a person to do one wall, one very nice white wall and create the planters horizontally or vertically and create an opportunity and a moment just to appreciate allow the plants to have their place in the house and then it gives the homeowner an opportunity to interact with them because they'll need maintenance 
they too will get out of control. They too will go crazy, but at least there is a focal point and a designated location and it's not taking up a whole bunch of floor space. Yeah, but I, I've seen the people, they, they like the floor. They want the plants on the floor. <laughs> they don't want a wall. What about the people that don't want a wall? I think that's what Rachel was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they, need, they need a greenhouse. <laughs> that's what I said. They need to make a roof. Because when she said that, it automatically, that's what popped in my head. That's what I saw because that's what I see a lot online is people with these plants all over the floor in their houses. And I'm just yeah, like. But that, I mean, a hobby, I understand. Like, not everybody has the space for it, but you really aren't. I mean, listen, people can live the way they want to live. Yes, they can. They can. Yeah, I mean, definitely. We're, we're into that. Right? We're into that. We're very much into people living the way they want to live. We're right. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but if you're asking, but if you're if you're asking for a professional perspective, then there's a way to really put that together and make it look intentional mm -hmm. and make it look, you know, really nice and 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 just really respect the plants too like the plants don't need to be it doesn't need to be a forest in the corner yeah and you know i think that a lot of people that love that many plants they always live in these small quarters but the people sometimes you know if you do live in a really large home you're blessed with like a really large home you can create that focal point to make it look really amazing for your plants with the whole water feature and everything and just like centralize it. But again, like I talked about before, it's, it's all about scale and proportion. <laughs> so what's the ratio between person, plant, and furniture? So you know what I really love, although once again, this is not something that everyone will have the ability to do, but there's this wonderful little, it's an exterior, but interior exterior space in a home. But usually it's an enclosed area that you could access through one of the rooms or maybe two of the rooms in the house and it's centrally located. It is this outdoor space or it has some, some windows. What do you call those? Sunlights? <laughs> what they call them? Oh my gosh. Like a corridor with, with windows? In the ceiling. Oh, skylights. Yeah. Skylights. Oh my Lord. I just had like a brain burn. But yeah. And if they have like these skylights and this is an interior space, you can appreciate that room from every other room in the house that's an architectural you know that's something that you get really lucky if you're able to have it as part of your architecture or create or create it yeah but that room is just for your your life yeah that's what i was saying just have a room with your plants yeah because you yeah, know but not like a room like take a bedroom and turn it into the no 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 you want to be able to appreciate those plants live with them have them part of the architecture of of the environment but that's not everyone's house that's gonna have that because that's a luxury it's a luxury yeah that goes to the biophilic design that i love i would definitely create something for a person that that's willing to you know do some construction on their house and change it up <laughs> to allow that nature to live a little bit more with them but i think i think it's great when people want to live with with plants because they're they represent life and they give you oxygen so they should yeah. be our best friends, right? Yeah, I'm sure if I asked anyone that's like listening to plant school, if you could have a greenhouse in your home, would you take it? And everyone would say yes. Yeah. That would be ideal. You could have those little greenhouses. Have you ever seen them? 
they sell them, I believe, at like Ikea, like a little greenhouse. And you could put your plants in there or your herbs or whatever and grow them like in clothes. And you could find an area in your home for it. That's yeah, those those are adorable. I have yet to get one, but I don't know where I would put it. So. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't have a place to put one either, but I dream about it every day. I'm like, oh, really? Because <laughs> I wanted to start growing um, mushrooms in my house. This is not a plant, but I wanted to start growing mushrooms and microgreens because I, I like to eat plant-based. So I wanted to grow my own microgreens, but I have to figure out where I'm growing, so. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, do you guys have any other like last tips of incorporating plants into your home? I love to keep a plant or two like in the bathroom. I have my snake plant in the bathroom and it gets moisture from the from the shower. Yeah, well, that's sweet. <laughs> and it seems to be doing good in there. And uh, yeah, like I was saying, yeah, just adding them to different areas in various sizes. I think I went over everything that I wanted to touch on. Alicia, did you have any last things you wanted to add? No, no, I don't want to be redundant because I don't know everything that you got a chance to discuss, but I think you, I'm certain you covered all of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate you guys coming on so much and sharing this because it's definitely an area where I don't know if people who get into this hobby put a lot of thought into it, And it's so nice to hear all the things you can do with plants to add to your home and make your home beautiful, a place that you enjoy. So I really appreciate you guys being on. And before we wrap this up, where can we find more about you? What are your guys' like social handles where we can follow your podcast, your Instagram, and all of that? So our Instagram is Truesdale Morrison Design. That's T-R-U-E-S-D-A-L-E-M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N Design. It's <laughs> <That's> a lot. <laughs> and that's both on Instagram and Facebook. We also have our podcast everywhere. Tea Over Interiors can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Ugh, I get Buzzsprout. We're everywhere. So... <laughs> Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find Tea Over Interiors. Awesome. Thank you guys again for being on the podcast. And hope you guys that are listening are able to use this information and incorporate your plant into your home in a way that you love and really adds to your home. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you for being here and listening today, and I hope you'll join me next week. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can find the support link below in the description and donate. Or, I have some awesome Plant School merch, including stickers, shirts, and mugs, and the link to my shop is in the description as well. And if you don't want to spend any money but still support the podcast, share this podcast with a friend, either verbally or electronically. This will even qualify you for my giveaway. Just message me on Instagram at tinnyplant that you shared the podcast with a friend, and you'll be entered in for a chance to win some goodies winners will be announced on the podcast again thank you for listening and i hope you have a great week